0: Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read a page of the book called The Wise Man's Fear, one page at a time, and then we talk about it. And on today's page, which is page 844, oh baby, it's a doozy. Here we go. The text of the page begins now. By great people, they were not Ademre, they were what adembra was before we became ourselves. But at this time they were themselves, the women and men fair and strong. They sang songs of power and fought as well as Edembra do. These people had a great empire. The name of the empire is forgotten. It is not important as the empire has fallen, and since that time the land has broken and the sky changed. In the empire there were seven cities and one city. The names of the seven cities are forgotten for they are fallen to treachery and destroyed by time. The one city was destroyed as well, but its name remains. It was called Tereniel. The empire had an enemy, as strength must have, but the enemy was not great enough to pull it down. Not by pulling or pushing was the enemy strong enough to drag it down. The enemy's name is remembered, but it will wait. Since not by strength could the enemy win, he moved like a worm in fruit. The enemy was not of the Lethani. He poisoned seven others against the empire, and they forgot the Lethani. Six of them betrayed the cities that trusted them. Six cities fell, and their names are forgotten. One remembered the Lathani, and did not betray a city. That city did not fall. One of them remembered the lethani and the empire was left with hope, with one unfallen city. But even the name of that city is forgotten, buried in time. But seven names are remembered, the name of the one and of the six who follow him. Seven names have been carried through the crumbling of empire, through the broken land and changing sky. Seven names are remembered through the long wandering of Ademra, Seven names have been remembered, the names of the seven traitors. Remember them, and know them by their seven signs. Cyphus bears the blue flame. Sterkis is in thrall of iron. Ferul chill and dark of eye. Usnea lives in nothing but decay. Grey d'Alcenti never speaks. Pale Alenta brings the blight. Last there is the lord of seven, hated. Hopeless, sleepless, sane. Alexel bears the shadows hame. That's the page
1: and the chapter. I'm Nick. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. Later. So there's really not much to like close read on this page. Oh yeah, no, uh, not at
2: all. <laughs> I don't
1: I don't have
0: much to say, honestly. Yeah, nothing to say at all. Except for the fact that there's someone unaccounted for, isn't there? I don't know if this is the first time we've heard of this, but it sounds like there's actually eight people, eight beings. Zipping around.
2: Well, okay, wait. So there's. Well, wouldn't the wouldn't the being that remembered be, um, oh, what's his name? Haliax's like foil.
1: Celatose. Yeah, well, um, was... Celatose
0: potentially, and I mean that's who fits in the story based on what we know. But there's yeah. only seven people in the rhyme. There's only seven. Yeah, Celatose
2: isn't in the rhyme.
0: Yeah, exactly, he's one of the but Chandrian. was Selatos poisoned like the other Chandrian? And what does it mean to be poisoned? Were they given powers? Were they imbued with whatever it is that make the Chandrian the Chandrian? So is there one immortal figure with a sign running around that isn't one of the the evil ones? Isn't one of the cursed ones? What's their plan? It mm. Kind of seems that way to me, that there's like, actually an eighth figure with this kind of power running around.
2: Who isn't Celatos?
0: Who isn't aligned? Who might be Celatos? I don't know,
1: but who's yeah, not my aligned? My feeling with a is yet. that
2: they're Celatos, but that's that's just me.
0: I mean, that no, would make sense.
1: I suppose. I think you're. Yeah. Are you taking poisoned literally?
0: No, I'm taking poison to mean like Grima worm tongue. Maybe there's yeah, some actual yeah, magical okay. poison, but who knows? Maybe they're actually like made a concoction that gives them immortality and powers.
1: Oh god, I wish I hadn't brought it up because I was definitely taking it simply figuratively. I did not mean to to incept a a, a crackpot idea into this rich brew. Don't we <laughs> don't we hear about the flowers, the, the maybe the Cathay flowers?
0: They're a panacea. They give you powers or something? Like maybe the, there there is a precedent in the book for a literal poison <laughs> that might, like a substance that you might
2: take. Wait, wait, Although- wait, wait, wait. I just had a thought. Okay. So, so there's, there's six cities that, that, that get forgotten. And then there's one that doesn't get forgotten. But the one that doesn't get forgotten is like, it's mere terrenial. It's gotta be.
0: Well, like the. No, no, that one was destroyed, but its name remains. So there is an undestroyed city that isn't terrenial.
2: Well, so there's, so the city that was destroyed. As well, but the name remains is Terinial. But that that sh- that would be Mere Terinial, wouldn't it?
1: Presumably, yeah.
2: Yeah, but that is but Mere Tyrenial is where Celatos is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. but that,
0: yeah, but just because I mean, in the story again, we we can't take as gospel. I would okay, fine. Take- but
2: okay, but here's what I'm saying is if Celatos is the person in Terinial, then Celatos is not the person in the city that was forgotten, but who remembered the Lathani. Because the person who remembered the Lathani, their city still got forgotten.
0: That's right, but it wasn't destroyed.
1: I I think something that this that this story is doing on purpose to drive people like you two insane is that <laughs> it's 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 like giving you ideas. A which is connected to B and B which is connected to C, but it's never connecting A to C. Yeah, and so you can't. If one is trying to like deduce things logically, you can't assume that the things are connected, even though like we want to close the loop. Yeah, Yeah, I think we can't
0: take details from one story and apply them to information from another story because there's so much cross contamination. If anything, I think that this Edemic story is probably more accurate than the one we got from, oh my god, what's his name, Scarpy. Scarpy. Yeah, if anything, that one has uh, changed through, uh, you know, the retelling. And the one that Denna tells later, or has already told? I can't remember what happens. I think have already had a fight, right? So Denna told that story. I, I think those ones are more likely to have become fictionalized. I think this one, based on the way the Edemic prized their oral traditions and mm-hmm. the the purity of this story, I think this one's more likely to have truth in it. But Mm -hmm. what I mean to say is that I don't think we can apply information from those other stories to this one and, like, come away with anything reasonable. reasonable. I don't think
2: we can come away with anything reasonable, period. (laughs) I think it will be difficult. We're going to have to apply this later.
0: Yes. I think what we do have now is some evidence about what the signs are. And I think we can also uh, pack away that Quoth now has access to the names of the Chandrian. I don't think he applies that knowledge in this book, but based on Bass' reaction on the in the next page, I think we can take this as uh, as true. And so maybe Quoth will use this to his to his uh, benefit. Mm-hmm.
2: Also, uh, just to the names, we we think Ferul is Cinder, yes, yes, yes. Okay, good, good.
0: And I will back that up by saying I think that's you know in addition to because he's dark of eye, which we've seen. Uh, I don't recall well, if he's
2: chill, chill, which would make him rather pale.
0: Yeah, also, right? you know, he just doesn't like get bothered. Like, when you're bothered. cold, you get pale. Yeah, he just doesn't get bothered by things. He doesn't let the stuff get yeah, him down. Yeah, he's relaxed. Yeah, he's sort of, he's sort of a surfer he's... guy, you know. He's, he's a go-with-the-flow he's... sort of fellow. Exactly, he's sort of unbothered. But also, uh, when Haliax tortures him, he says, Ferula. Also, the puddles are iced over when the Chandrian arrive to kill Quoth's family. It's
2: chill. Oh, as yeah. As that's a that's a, real, and that, and that's, that's a that's a real that's a that's an actual name. piece of good good stuff that yeah. that is yes.
0: And I think what we can also draw from this is that uh, the Chandrian signs are actually tied to one each of them, and that they're not like blue flame is the sign of Cyphus. Uh Maybe Cyphus is is around a lot, which is why blue flame seems to get noticed a lot, but. Uh, I, we can start to maybe make some some thoughts about what uh, other Chandrian signs are, since we know that they they move about separately. Sometimes, uh, I think we can maybe look around in the book and say, "Have we seen these signs on their own before?" And we could, hmm? we could, we could. Yeah, the one I like a lot is that. Uh, the idea that Devi living above a butcher shop is not, in fact, just because the rent was was low, but because she actually needs to hide her sign, which would be decay, or perhaps bringing the blight. That her, she is. I feel like you would adult. notice decay in a butcher shop. Well, that, that's what I mean, is that she's, she's hiding the, the scent of decay, which emanates from her by the scent of the slaughterhouse. I that's, that's and all the other for me. all the
1: other perfumes that she likes to use to scent the air. Okay, but what I'm saying is that like the butcher shop would not hide decay. Of course not, Jeremy. Like if the meat starts to rot because there's a Chandrian living upstairs, the butcher's going to notice. I suppose.
2: Okay. Maybe it's a really shitty butcher shop. Um I I'm not totally sold on Nick's idea, but I think I but I believe it more than Jeremy does. <laughs>
1: God, I had something, but it's gone. Oh, I've remembered it. So there's one unfallen city, but even the name of that city is forgotten, buried in time. So the city didn't fall at the time, but it's not totally clear, you know.
2: Whether it has fallen since.
1: Yeah, or whether it's changed or transformed. Like maybe, I think Nick might have put this forward previously, maybe that unfallen city that was not destroyed is the is what the university sits atop of now. Yep. Ooh. I was gonna say
0: that. It's the under thing. It's Belen. It's the city called, that was called Belen when we got the names of the cities. Oh,
2: that's crunchy. I like it.
0: Um because that is the name of the Environ that Tinue that uh, not Tinue, that um the university and uh and Imra sit in, as we know because Dennis sent Quoth a letter to Belen a Baron. Um mm. so, It's either Tinue, which, uh, you know, if Tinue was the unfallen city, that might be where the expression, how's the road to Tinue came from, with uh, refugees asking each other uh, as they were all trying to get there. So it could be Tinue at one end of the Great Stone Road, or it could be Belen at the other end of the Great Stone Road. And I like the idea that it's uh, Belen, uh, because then, you know, that, that makes sense for what, that helps to elucidate what the under thing is. Although it does seem like it fell, doesn't it? It seems like they they was left in uh, hurriedly, right? With uh, our Auri finding things basically like completely untouched by time. It didn't. Just okay, I got a crackpot theory. Uh huh.
2: Okay, so if it is Belen, and there is one one of the six who follow Alexel slash Haliax, and one of the six remembers the Lathani. But was of the city that didn't get destroyed. What if they are Ari? Like, what if it's Pale Alenta? What if Ari is Pale Alenta, and that's why she's in the city?
0: I do like the
1: idea that Ary is a Chandrian. I don't quite follow how you're it saying. Is. I think what Jordana, are you saying that like she's she has chosen to live there so that her sign doesn't affect other people?
2: Something like that, but That's- like I think that she's connected to the city because, like, uh, like if they remembered the Lathani, maybe they feel bad about the city like being forgotten.
0: Well, it definitely feels like Auri is hiding because we get some of her inner. I don't know if it's if it's fair to bring in slower guard of silent things, uh, but we do get some of her inner thoughts in that book, and obviously. She doesn't think about, you know, being a Chandrian or the fall of a city. Uh, The the trauma that she does recall seems to be rather personal. But I like the idea that she is a Chandrian in the sense of, like, she is imbued with these powers and these immortality. I don't think there's any reason to believe that she's as old as she looks.
2: Yeah.
1: Mm.
2: All right. Well, that's my crackpot theory. Ari equals Alenta. Maybe
1: another one on the big uh, Pepe Sylvia board.
0: Yeah. You ever had a nice polenta?
1: <laughs> yeah. Polenta is great. Yeah. Polenta is good. What do we make of the, the people who preceded the, the ADEM saying songs of power and fought as well as the, the ADEM do now. If Nick's little pet theory that the uh, the edima rua and uh, the Adem were once the same people it would seem that this this precursor culture uh had the best of both, right? They were sick martial artists and also uh sick lute strummers.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Sick. The idea that the the Edema got the songs of power and the mm-hmm. Adem got the uh got the martial arts. Mm-hmm. That would make sense if there was a schism over, like, what gave them their power, what made them what they Mm -hmm. are. If the schism was like, no, no, the songs of power are what our greatest strength is. Mm -hmm.
1: Or maybe the idea was, like, this empire ultimately fell because there was too much power concentrated. So we have to take our two sources of power and divide them uh, and ensure that they never are united again by having one part of our culture become nomadic and the other one hide itself away uh far from the rest of civilization
0: that's interesting and uncharacteristically crackpotted of you Jeremy but it does yeah uh, that does follow because both of the the traditions both of the cultures have like very intense traditions of uh like again I'm gonna use the word purity which is not exactly what I mean but like cultural like memory cont- and they have continuity to, yeah
1: continuity and keeping themselves safe mm-hmm. uh by behaving a certain way and what's if my theory turns out to be true, what dark portent is it that Quoth is now like, kind of marrying those two cultures together again, having learned something of the Adam's ways and also, you know, being a representative of his own people?
0: Mm-hmm. He knows not what he does. Mm. Just a thought. Just uh, amusing. Just amusing, and an amusing. Isn't amusing that it is. the
2: entire podcast, really? <laughs> No. It's not? Us musing is not the entire podcast?
1: Well, sometimes we talk about yerks. I don't get it. And Reg. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What? Oh, man. Oh, we haven't heard from Reg in a long time.
2: Oh, no. Oh, no. No, no, no. No, 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 no. No, no, no. We're we're done. Yes, we're done with our notes for today. We are moving on. uh, And uh, the last note prior to ending the page is that it's the end of the chapter, and that chapter is names, and names has to do with the names of uh, the Chandriot. Yes, good, good, yep. I I
1: believe it also has to do with Cloth's name, right? Like when she, when Vashet and Cloth talk about like, what does his name mean and why is it secret? What does Tempe's name mean? They talk a lot about names. Yeah,
0: it's all about names.
2: Oh yeah, I guess I wasn't here for those pages, so.
0: Disgusting. And if you were not here for them, they do not exist. Correct. But (laughs) Reg was here for them, thankfully. Uh, I I would like to read a letter today Because I know we've been going for a while But it's an auspicious page It's a bit of a milestone Because we finally got with Quoth To the names of the Chandrian And this is an auspicious letter So I would like to read it It's from
2: Auspiciously
0: I would like to read it auspiciously It is from Grace the Jersey Wolf Who writes Just appreciation Hey Pagers 3 Still a hundred or so episodes behind But creeping up steadily As I tend to do before I finish something Is spiral a little bit in thinking big picture or future. With the second book coming to a rapid end and you guys recording batch shows, I got nervous that my opportunities to write might be dwindling, so I wanted to capitalize on it now. A really big shout out to Jordana. I really want to point out how inspiring and motivating she is. You've discussed how, when starting the podcast, there was a conversation around whether or not Jordana would read. Reading the page aloud would be the harder and challenging option. It would be vulnerable and uncomfortable, but Jordana chose that path. She showed great character and courage in that, and I find it just so inspiring. On top of that, she got rude rude mail about her reading, wrote a response, and then read it. Such a power move. I was floored. While you guys have taken several years out of your lives to give us the podcast, I've been able to condense that timeline and have listened to several years in just over a year. It's almost been like listening to a training montage in a movie or something. Jordana's reading is night and day. She is so skilled. I know you guys don't know me, but I do feel I know parts of you guys, and for whatever it's worth, I'm incredibly proud of her. That takes guts and really shows that practice makes a difference. I'm not good at a lot of things, and the idea of starting something and needing to practice always seems fruitless to me, but Jordana has proven otherwise. Shout out to the guys, Nick and Jeremy, for being such a strong support for Jordana. Having support and confidence from those around you makes a huge difference and was just so wholesome. As I've mentioned previously, I never wanted, I've never listened to a podcast before and never really anticipated wanting to. While I came here for Kingkiller content, I absolutely stayed for the conversations and personalities I've grown so fond of hearing. I know this podcast has taken a lot of your time out of your lives. Just know it has really made a difference in the life of at least one person for whatever it is worth. Wishing you all the best in the world. Signed, The Wolf of Jersey.
2: I'm really glad we didn't live stream today because I'm literally crying. <laughs>
0: Listeners, you missed out. Uh, yeah, I wanted to read that today because, like I said, uh, auspicious. Thank you very much for writing, Grace. Uh, we'd really love to hear it. And I'm always happy to pass along
1: kind words to Jordana. Yay. Mm-hmm. I assume the letters that say nice things about me just go in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Just straight in the big pit. Mm, fair uh, enough.
2: It is nice to know that, like, the... Like that, it paid off. That it worked out, you know. Like, because <laughs> if it hadn't, it, it would have sucked.
1: <laughs> you could say that hard work pays off.
2: Indeed, yeah. indeed. It and, I mean,
0: if we can, if I can skip the bits for a minute and be sincere, we we do do it for for you, the people. Uh, it, we've been doing this for a while, and it hasn't always been easy to do. And our lives have changed a lot. Um, and the fact that it has reached. Anybody, even one person, uh, and has made a difference is makes it all worthwhile. Uh, So I think I speak for all of us when I say we're happy to do it. We're grateful that we get to do it, and uh, we're glad that we can share this little slice of our friendship with you in some small way. So we're indeed, yeah.
1: May our relationships continue to be parasocial on tomorrow's page of Uh, the (laughs) the win.